welcome to Full of Words, the podcast where Sue and CJ explore the power of language and effective communication to drive business success. Join us for practical insights and thoughtful discussions as we explore compelling book writing and persuasive copywriting strategies while having a few laughs along the way. and welcome back to the Full of Words podcast. Thanks for joining us again. I'm CJ and I am the resident copywriter and with me I've got Sue. She's the resident book coach. Hi Sue. Hey, how are you going? Good, thank you. I'm really well. Today we're going to talk mainly to Sue about how she got started with becoming a book coach and how you can get started on writing your book. I guess that's over to you, Sue. The very first question is tell us about what brought you here. What brought you to be a book coach? What inspiration did you find along the way and how did you do it? It's quite an interesting story. It stems back to, and I didn't know at the time, that this was all leading towards today. You know, I pretty much had the marriage, the beautiful business, had a beautiful dog, all that, had a beautiful house and of course it all came crashing down one after the other. Yeah, so the marriage fell apart, I lost my dog, about to lose the house and I just was like, wow, what on earth's going on here? And I fell into a huge depression which I didn't realise that I was in. I didn't really sort of know what that was like and it wasn't until I actually was listening to something on the TV and they were talking about it and I went, wow, that sounds a bit like me. (laughs) That's what's going on with me. I didn't realise. So I then thought I need to research about that but before that all happened of course you know I got to the lowest point in my life where I actually did think about committing suicide. Yeah, nearly did it, apart from, thankfully, my dogs, who I still have today. And, yeah, I was ready to end my life. If it wasn't for them, I would have because they just sort of sat there and they noticed, they could feel that something was not right. And so they got me with their paws and, like, licking my face and, you know, saying, you know, what's going on and snapped me out of it pretty much. Seriously, yeah, if it wasn't for them, I probably would have done the worst thing I could have done. From there, I did research to find out what anxiety was all about and depression and all that that goes along with it. And of course, it was a culmination of everything that had gone on with me that landed me in that hole. So I then thought, well, I need to write about this. And it was more, I started it to write about it to help myself to understand what was going on and to heal. And then as I was doing it, I thought, this would be really amazing if I turned it into a book and helped others. So I did and I sort of researched and done a whole heap of stuff because back then it wasn't as, it's easier now. Still there's a lot of curveballs but it's a lot easier than when I did it. And so I went through all the research to do it and then I, yeah, I published my first book and I'll never forget the day when I got it, it, you know, in the mail. It was the best feeling in the world to have it arrive in the post I opened it up, there's my name on the cover of this book. I cried. It was the proudest moment in my life. It was just so amazing. Yeah, that sort of started me and I won't drag it on too long, but then I I was asked to run a workshop on social media and I went, hmm, how awesome would it be to have books to sell at the back of the room? So I went, hmm, I can do this. So I did. I wrote three books 
I had a few months to get prepared for the workshop, thankfully. I wrote three different books, so one on LinkedIn and at the time it was Google+, Plus, which is not relevant anymore, and then about how you can go from online to offline because at that point it was only the sort of beginnings of people going online and knowing what to do online, so I thought I'd write a book about that. I did that and then I've you know, gone on to write other books as well and also ghostwrite. And then the next book, which is probably the one that really cemented where I am today, was about how to write your book because people kept saying to me, how do you write all these books? I went, mm, maybe I should write a book about that. So I did. Yeah, that sort of, and from that I started running workshops based on the book that I wrote. And then I, yeah, have evolved from that and got into coaching which I absolutely love because now I can share all the hard work I've done to know how to do it and how to do it really well and the best way to do it, hence why I have now the business called The Author Academy. Wonderful. That is quite a story and I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Oh, there is. Than you've just talked about in the last five minutes. But also I just want to say thank you for sharing your story about how your experience and briefly of going through anxiety and depression. I think that's a topic we all need to discuss more. I think if you're right, saying 10, 12 years ago, even then people weren't talking about things. You didn't, as you said, you didn't know until you had heard somebody else share their story or a topic being discussed online and you were able to recognise it. I think that's a really valuable point. Sharing your story really helps connect to other people. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Just want to wind us back a bit through that story. How did you know where to start? I guess when you decided that you wanted to write a book about your experience, you said you researched online. Did you have any skills in writing before that? Look, not really. I always wanted to write and I always thought, you know, am I good enough to write? Because, of course, I loved English at school. On the other hand, didn't like it because of the teacher. And that teacher actually said to me I would never amount to anything, hence why I didn't like English. It was horrible. And I've shared that with a lot of people in the past. A lot of people have similar stories where teachers have said that they weren't good enough, which is really sad. I'm hoping that that doesn't happen in today's schools. I'd hope not as well. Yeah. I think a bit different now and I think teachers, even students, younger generation are more open to positivity instead of negativity so I think the student would pull up the teacher before anything else I likely yeah which is a good thing in that regard because it's wrong on so many levels so you loved English (laughs) yeah so I did I loved English and I thought to myself yeah I don't know if I can write so you know I just thought well I'm just going to give it a go of course there's people that have got absolutely amazing talent when it comes to writing And can write, I mean, some people I just think, wow, I wish I could write like that. However, we're all unique. We all have our own voice. And I believe that our unique voice is very important. I want to sound like me, not anyone else, because I'm me. I just gave it a go. I did the research. I just found all the different things that I've researched and uh, along the topics of depression pretty much just grabbed that and put that with my story so that moulded it in with my story, then, you know, a good way of explaining it to people. I think that's important too. That's uh, what I would call in 
copywriting, creating a narrative. You are teaching with a story that people can relate to, sharing what you know, but engaging them in a story that's got a beginning, middle and end as well so that they're interested to keep on reading. Exactly, yeah. But also, you know, I put facts and stats and things like that in there as well and places where people could go and get help if they needed it. It was a mixture of everything. A good thing to write about. It really did help. And so you mentioned about the feeling of having held the book in your hands for the very first time and that felt amazing obviously oh took my breath away I cried it was just the best feeling and I still do it every book that I've written I have the same feeling of course the very first one's different yeah it has a lot more meaning to it because it's the very first time you've done it but I also with all my authors that I help I get the same feeling for their book It's like I'm giving birth to their book as well because I've helped them along the way. It's fantastic. And so did you find it easier to write the other books? The first one was a more personal story but with statistics and things and then the others were business books, if I'm right? Pretty much mostly business books but there were some self-help books in there as well, a mixture. They were very similar in the way that it all came about yet a little bit different and I wouldn't say it was more difficult. To me, it wasn't anyway. I mean, it may feel different to other people because, of course, everyone's got at least one book inside of them, but most people get quite addicted, I find, to, and they just they go, oh, well, my next book's going to be about. And, you know, so they do get that level of excitement happening, which is great. I love to see that. Well, at least you didn't write one book and then think, oh, my God, I'm never doing that again. Exactly. If I had done that, I wouldn't be sitting here today with you. That's right. So you've now written around about 10 books. You've had 10 books published, yeah? Yes. And so across that time, across the last decade or more, you've really been honing those skills to find a a solution that helps other people to get their story out. Would that be right? Yes. What I've done is I've refined my process and brought it into a five-step method and which, you know, as I say, I've honed in and it's a process that works really well. And I guess that's probably because you see the hurdles and the pitfalls before they're coming. Would that be right? Exactly, because there's a lot of people that come to me and go, I want to create my book cover. It's like, well, hang on a minute. We need to do everything else first. That's probably the last step. You need to sort of start at the beginning. Yes, you can start thinking about it, but that's not what we want to focus on to start with. We first want to work about what you want to write about. Like, what are you passionate about? And again, there's no point writing a book about something that you're not passionate about because you won't finish it. I think that's a key point. If you, like anything in life, isn't it? If you're not somehow enjoying the process, and I'm sure, like any job, there's parts that you won't enjoy. But if you don't have a real fuel or fire to keep going and to keep telling that story, then you are going to shelve it or you might, you know, find hurdles and you just don't know how to get through them. So that, I guess, leads us quite well to generally when they come to you, do they know what they want to write about or are they really just feeling their way through it? Mainly they do know what they want to write about, but quite often what happens is they go, right, I want to write about this particular thing. and then. They start writing and they just, for some reason, don't feel right about it. When we're sort of brainstorming and talking and all of a sudden new book just pops its little head up and they go, oh, hang on, I think that should be what I'm writing about. And that's happened quite a lot. Other one gets shelved and, you know, you can come back to that. 
maybe and maybe not. It doesn't really matter. The main thing is that you then get the actual story that you're meant to be writing and so then we work on that. That seems really interesting to me, I think, because often we think we should be doing something when, in fact, we are much better off doing something else, like um, in terms of work and, you know, I've found that myself, definitely, that sometimes the path yep. you're on that is what you think you should be doing and the way you think you should be doing it really doesn't work and take somebody to point out something that's right in front of your face before you realise, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same like with the book I did. It, it ended up being a workbook and courses and then, of course, kept sort of growing and allowing my business to grow. So. Again, that's the thing. It's the book evolves and I would never in a million years if you would have said that that was going to happen, would have, so or has. So it's the same with the book, you know, when someone writes a book, it's a story. Wow, never thought that that's what it was going to end up like, but it does and it's, it's for a reason. It's got a life of its own in many ways. It does. People are listening who feel like they either they know what they want to write about or they know that they want to write a book. I think I'm in the latter. I know I want to write a book, but I just can't decide on the topic. Write 50 books perhaps. What would you recommend they do to get clarity on that? I'm happy for them to have a free 15-minute session with me too, or even 30 minutes. I'm happy if it takes us 30. Sometimes it might take 30 minutes to have a bit of a brainstorm and help get a bit of clarity around it. I think if that's not something you want to do straight away, that's fine. I don't mind. The other thing that maybe is what you do is to really like sit down and think about what is it that you're most passionate about? Because that, of course, as I mentioned, if you write about what you're passionate about, it's going to be a lot easier for you to write. But the other thing to think about is what is the end goal with this book? If it's a business book, it's, of course, to attract more clients for your business, to become credible in your industry as well. Because a book for your business, like I know as an example of this, when I wrote those three, I took that to a networking group and when I showed them, like they knew of me, of course, in the group, but they didn't really think of me in much like in high regard or at all, like, you know, I was just another member. But when they saw that I'd written the three books, they did a, a big turnaround and just went, oh, my goodness, she's written three books. She actually knows about this subject and she's actually intelligent. And it's like, yes, I am. Thank you for underestimating me. Exactly. And I thought, well, see, now you should have taken the time to get to know me and you would have known that. But that's the difference those books made. They completely looked at me in a different light. So as a business owner, that's fantastic to be able to do that. It is pretty much your business card these days because business cards are pretty much a thing of the past now. People aren't going to throw a book into a rubbish bin as, as quickly as they do a business card. No, hopefully not. That probably speaks to the experience of a lot of women too, I think, Sue, in that because we live in a very male-dominated society, in those, particularly in those type of networking groups, you can be seen as not, you know, oh, I've got a little job on the side or hobby business or that sort of thing. And I think whether this is right or wrong, that production of a book showing that you've got the knowledge that you know enough to put into a book and the time and effort taken to produce a book can just sway the people who would otherwise perhaps see women as in a different league. Exactly. Perhaps, which is a shame to have to be that way, but I think that is 
what a lot of women can experience as well. Yeah, and it's funny though that you should say that. I think the majority of people, I know from my sort of experience, that a lot of women are writing books as opposed to men. I mean, men do write them, but there's a lot of women. And I think it's interesting to sort of, I mean, this I think could be a great topic for another day, but as to why that is and the reasons behind it, I think we should discuss that another day. I think that's a that good topic. That is a good topic. I like that. And I also would encourage women to write books, well, anyone really, but I think women have got mm. such a diverse range of experiences that aren't told. Um, mm. This is just completely off topic, but I did see a post this morning from a woman who had made the comment, she was going on maternity leave. She said, I'm looking forward to getting all those things done around the house that I haven't done. And then she was actually commenting 12 months later saying, I had no clue what it was going to be like becoming a mother. I didn't get anything done. Apart from keeping a child alive, which is a huge thing to have achieved. That was the best thing that she could have achieved. Absolutely. (laughs) And the problem was she identified was that society on many levels doesn't value motherhood and the sacrifices that women make to to look after a child. Exactly. Until we get into a society which does that more regularly and it's commonplace, I think us women have to keep shouting our stories because there are so many stories in the past of, well, of women's stories where, unfortunately, men have taken credit for their research and things like that. So I think we're going to see a lot more women telling stories in future. As they say, there's always an absolutely amazing woman behind a successful man. It's usually the woman. That's right. Holding a shovel. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) All right. I think that has probably covered the topic well. Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing how you got started. Sue's obviously kindly, please come and talk to her. Uh, We'll have the website details in the show notes as well so that you can make a time if you are interested in getting your book idea, turning it into a book. And I guess I'd just like to say, because this topic has been at certain points quite serious, which we normally like to have a laugh, but If it's raised any issues for anyone, we'll also have some support uh, websites and information lines in the show notes as well. Yeah. And I encourage you to talk to someone if it has become an issue. So I think that's us for this episode. Yeah. Thank you, Sue. So what's in our next episode? Uh, We're going to be talking about copywriting and why it's important to get your vision and your purpose and everything onto your website so that people can connect with it. I won't start talking about it. Otherwise, I'll just keep going. That's going to be more of the story around website copywriting next week. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Me too. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sue. And we look forward to chatting with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Full of Words. We hope you've gained valuable insights and enjoyed the journey with us. Keep honing your communication skills for success and join us next time for more exploration of the power of language in business.